infant massage instructor, Helen Thompson. Hello and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. So let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. The terrible tooth does not need to be viewed as some kind of horrible stage or milestone that you will inevitably face and be challenged with immediately after the clock strikes midnight on your child's second birthday. Parents have a lot of negativity and worry about this stage of their child's life and I encourage you to look at this in a more positive way. In this episode, I have shared a number of myths surrounding the terrible twos, and I've included a number of suggestions how to deal with this time more positively and effectively. I'm often asked by first-time mums how to avoid the terrible twos. Well, this is a very good question. So many mums assume the worst when their much-loved little baby is about to turn two. After the newborn haze is over, things may well get more predictable. You will get to know what your little one likes, whether that be playing in the playground, being outside all day, or running around with no pants on. You will also get to know what your little one doesn't like. These could include diaper changes and getting ready for bed, and of course tidying up his toys at the end of a fun time playing. This is a time that you may feel excited and overjoyed that the worst part is over. Having said that, more experienced mums and childcare educators may say to you, wait till the terrible twos start. Well, let me tell you, every child is different and there are so many myths out there about the terrible twos. So, for all you first-time mums out there dreading the terrible twos, here are some myths that I have come across during my career as a childcare educator and baby massage instructor which may turn out not to be true for you. One, the terrible two starts as soon as your child turns two. The clock turns to midnight on their birthday and like magic, the terrible twos begin. Let me tell you a little secret. This is not necessarily the case. Every child develops at their own pace and what may be true for some may not be true for others. At the end of the day, we are all individuals. So why do we expect every child to be the same? Number two, many say the terrible twos only last for a year. Well, as I said before, all children are individuals. So why label them with the terrible two syndrome? In my experience, children are learning all the time and there will be challenging times and good times at any age. So why say the terrible twos? It's only a saying after all. It is giving mums false expectations. Why not think of it as a learning process rather than the terrible twos? Point number three, they are no longer babies. This statement may be true, but they are still your precious little bundle and always will be, even in reach teenage years. 
and are growing into young adults. The important thing is to cherish the times you have with them when they are little, as they will be talking 10 to the dozen and developing their own little personalities. Number four, they are having a temper tantrum to annoy you. Well, this may not be the case. They are learning how to work out the boundaries and what they can get away with. So this is a time to set boundaries and respect that your child is learning and is all part of growing up. Point number five, they will always have temper tantrums. This is another one of those myths that people believe. Well, let me tell you another little secret. In recent times, I've been working with a variety of children in this age bracket, and in spite of being in lockdown in these challenging times and missing their friends, children in my care have been a delight to be around, as they have learned that there are so many things they can do at home, like making Play-Doh and slime and playing in the backyard and helping their mums in the house. Point number six, you can predict temper tantrums. Well, this may be true. But in some cases, children at this age are unpredictable and they may love something one day and hate it the next. They are, at the end of the day, experimenting and learning new things every day so they may just want to change. Go with the flow and let them learn new things and be open-minded to respond to any temper tantrums in a positive way. At the end of the day, Cheeking them to converse with you and talking to you about the feeling is such a valuable lesson for them to learn. If you need to walk away, let them know you are there for them when they calm down and you are more than happy to communicate with them. Cuddles are a great way to deal with situations when they have calmed down. Just remember not to give in to them. Point number seven, telling a child what to do is not enough. If you constantly say no to your child, and you do not explain it, they will not learn. The best approach is to change your way you word things. For example, no, do not touch that. Try saying, that is not a toy. We will leave it on the shelf. It is delicate and it may break if we touch it or play with it. Let's go and find something else that we can play with. In this example, you were explaining to the child why you do not want them to touch your mint on the shelf. Another example of this could be your child is climbing on a chair or a sofa. Instead of saying, do not climb on that chair or sofa, say something like, if you climb on that, you might fall and hurt yourself and we may need to take you to see the doctor. This way, you're explaining to your child that it is not safe to climb on chairs or sofas. And finally, point number eight. The terrible twos is a stage slash milestone that parents should dread. Just the word terrible twos make me cringe as it makes it sound really, really bad. Here is a valuable tip I would like to share with you. Over the years as a childcare educator and um, infant math as instructor, I have realized that it does not have to be the case. Letting go of your expectations or other, of others and taking the time to discover your child's personality is so valuable. It is how you approach it. It is a time that you will learn what your child's interests are and can be a very rewarding time for both of you. Take photos of what they are doing and communicate with them. And believe me, when they get older, you will value those times that you have spent with them. Here are a few final tips that may help you deal with the two-year-old. At this stage of their lives, they are naturally interested in tasks that they have seen you doing. And these practical life skills can help your child 
with coordination and assist them to feel part of the community as they are helping you. So if you are sweeping the floor, give the child a broom so they can do it with you, or let them sweep and you hold a dustpan. Give them the chance to wash the dishes when you are washing them up and supervise them. Children of this age love to play with water and bubbles. Allow your children to do some of the practical skills around the house and encourage them to help you. Most parents would say that children do not do as good a job as me. Well, that may be true, but at the end of the day, you are teaching your children those tasks. And if we don't teach them, how will they learn? Being patient with them and allowing them the time to practice these activities will have lasting effects. And you never know, it might even get some of those mundane tasks ticked off the list for you. Before I go, I want to leave you with four things you can do starting in the home right away so you can interact with your toddler more easily. One, respect your child as a person rather than a child. If we teach our children respect, they will learn to respect their elders. In this day and age, it may feel a little strange to respect our children. Remember, they are still new to this world that we live in, and if we show them respect in our daily interactions, they will feel heard, will feel loved and respected themselves, and as a result, they will show respect in return. For example, if you are busy and your child wants to ask you something, use simple instructions like, I'm talking on the phone right now, please give me a moment to finish my conversation. Make sure you go back to your child and thank, and thank them for waiting and then asking, what can I do to help you? This shows your child that you respect what they have to say. Point number two, give them choices with limits, of course. Giving your children choices and limits and letting your child guide their daily activities is encouraging independence. It is important, however, to make sure they understand what the limits are. For example, if you're a child, ask for a knife which is sharp to play with. It might be better to give them a choice of two different options that they can use instead and explain why, instead of saying, no, you can't have that knife. That, as, as they will not understand why you, why you are taking it away from them and not letting them have it. Number three, watch and observe your child. As a childcare educator, this is something we do all the time. The reason is so we can observe what the child is interested in, so we can plan activities according to their interests. As a parent, this is well worth doing, because it will give you insights into what your child is interested in, and you can plan fun outings and home activities around the interests. Believe me, it will be fun and rewarding. Using big words and not baby talk. By using big words, you're expanding your child's vocabulary. They will pick up on the definition of words by watching and observing you. For example, if a child sees a truck and they say big truck, you could expand the vocabulary by saying, yes, that is an enormous truck, or other words like gigantic and impressive. I hope you've learned some tips on how to view and handle the terrible twos in a more positive way, if indeed you faced it at all. View it as a step in your child's development instead of some nuisance which we're all destined to face. If you would like to hear more of my podcasts, then please visit my website, mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast. And thank you for listening.